Welcome to the Nested Parent Podcast. I'm Dr. Kelsey Alford, your host, and I'm excited to have you here on your parenting journey. Hi, welcome to April. I am really excited for this month's Nested Parent Podcast, and it is all on quiet time. One of the perks of having a private podcast is that I know all of you, and you're all past clients of mine, and I know what's coming up for many of you, which is the transition from nap time to quiet time. This can seem like a scary endeavor to approach, and it does not have to be. It can be a smooth transition, but there are definitely some key elements to have in place before jumping to quiet time to make sure that you're not dropping the nap and then having nothing at all. Now, this is definitely a parent preference, but I personally think it is very nice, not only important for your child, but important for you as well. And it gives the whole family a chance to slow down, embrace some stillness, develop some mindfulness, and it helps everyone just reset for the rest of the day, especially when there can be just a really long afternoon. And so this just helps kind of have that placeholder. They know it is a chance for rest. And sometimes nap time still happens during quiet time, which is really, really nice to have that placeholder in there. Okay, so when does quiet time happen? When do you transition from nap time to quiet time? And this is going to be different for every family and every child. A lot of it depends on how you want your evenings to go. Because many children that are still napping, that are a little bit older, such as three and a half, four, five years old, if they are still napping, then bedtime does become much later into usually somewhere between the 8.30 and 9.30 range for most kiddos. And so because of that, some families it works great. They're like, okay, we're able to have that kind of later evening time. We're able to enjoy more quality time together, especially kind of going into these summer months when the days are feeling a little bit longer with the sun being out, etc. Okay, so with that, uh, when do children kind of give up their nap time? So about 50% of children have stopped napping usually by age four, and about 70% of kiddos, so a good majority of kiddos by age five. And so when napping has stopped, it's still important to have that downtime every day. And actually, a lot of evidence has showed us that there's still memory consolidation and strengthened memories and, and core development happening even just during rest time even when they're awake which is really really cool to see it's just having that downtime when they're not being stimulated all day long so there is still benefits to that quiet time so setting up quiet time there's a couple things that you want to set up before you're even jumping to that point one you want to have the conversation with your partner your caregiver all the people involved in that afternoon time for your child and just decide what feels best for your family. So that's kind of step one. Step two would be setting expectations for your child. And so if you if they are currently napping and you are no longer liking those later evening times and want to create bedtime much earlier, then you usually do have to have lights on during quiet time, a little more activity structured around it to make it so they actually don't fall asleep during that time. So that's something to keep in mind. 
Other times, if your child has stopped sleeping, has stopped napping most of the time, but you're still putting them down for a nap and you're transitioning to quiet time for that reason, then you want to set expectations of how long quiet time is and how long you'll give them the opportunity to rest. So I would recommend starting small. So usually I recommend starting small, 15, 20 minutes even of just that downtime, that quiet time in their room. And you want them to know and understand how long that quiet time is going to be. And so you want to start with just, again, like that 15, 20 minute time frame. So it doesn't feel like an overwhelming amount of time for them to be on their own. And they start to build up that confidence that they can be solo in their room and they can do an activity on their own. Though that brings us to the time of or the expectation setting, how do they know how long they've been in their room? I highly recommend using some sort of either toddler clock or a timer for them to know that designated quiet time and when it is. So if you use just kind of a standard timer, I usually would recommend using some type of visual timer so that they can see how much time has lapsed and how much time is left. So there's visual sand timers that you can look into to see. They can, again, visually see how much time is left, how much sand is left in that sand timer. You also can use a toddler clock, and most of you being my past clients know that some of my favorite toddler clocks are ones by Hatch. So Hatch has the rest toddler clock that it can be red when it's time for bed or red when it's time for quiet time, and then green when it's time to get up from quiet time. Again, programming it and setting it for those low expectations, just starting at 15, 20 minutes for a good week or so. With that, you want to also, again, if your plan is for the quiet time not to be actual sleep time, then you do want to give them a couple of things that they can relax, but something that is going to also keep them busy during that time frame. So a couple ideas for you here. One of my favorite transitions to quiet time is through guided meditations or storytelling. So a guided meditation, you can use something called a Zenimal. A Zenimal is this cute little turtle that you may have seen me post on my social media about. My kiddos love it. It's called a Zenimal. It has guided meditations and progressive muscle relaxations. It allows the kid with a screen-free device, which is amazing, to choose a different guided meditation just by pressing a little button and it will speak out loud to the child during their quiet time. And most of these meditations are in the 15 to 30 minute range, depending on which meditation you choose, which again, to start out with, is a perfect time frame for quiet time. So really recommend these. What ages is good for these animals? Um, Really for preschool and school age children, it would be um, a little hard for like a two to three year old to really be using. Most of the time they're still going to be napping anyway, Um, but great for like four or five and six year olds um, for this guided meditation during quiet time. Um, So highly recommend that if you want to grab one of your own, you can use code nested sleep for a discount at Zenimal. So with um, other ideas to keep your kiddo 
busy during quiet time, you want it to still be a stimulation-free activity. So you don't want it to be screen time. That would be something separate. And you don't want it to be super active play. And so you ideally don't want them to be, you know, banging trucks against the wall or doing a lot of active jumping around. Of course, you're not going to be able to fully control if they're in their room what they're doing, but you can control what's in the room with them. So in general, you're not going to have a lot of super active toys like building big Lego sets or building big blocks and tearing them down. Um, You're generally going to want it to be storytelling. Um, There are some things like Tonys uh, that are storytelling uh, little device that can tell different stories. You can use the Zenimal or you can also use books themselves. So if your child wants to look through some books, that's still a great time. Audiobooks can also be a great tool. Um, or you can have different types of sensory activities that are kind of low stimulating type things. So it can still be something that they can do such as drawing um, or a small sensory bin as long as there is nothing that they uh, is hazardous for their age. Uh, but those types of things that you could bring into the room specific to quiet time, like having a box or a bin that is specific that they only do during quiet time, something they can look forward to and something that they can expect during that time. Again, you're starting with just 15 to 20 minutes, but you can build up to even upwards of an hour depending on how your child is reacting uh, and depending on how much downtime that your whole family does need. And you're going to, again, build up those expectations with using the hatch, with using the programming, and just slowly increase the amount of time that it is red, and then you change when it does turn green. So that gives you just kind of a good outline of how you can transition to quiet time for your child and what ages that generally happens. Let me know how quiet time is going for your kiddo and anything that I can help with. Also excited for the rest of the year. Again, one of these perks of having this private podcast with you guys is that it's all about you. And so if there's a specific topic that you're interested in learning more about, whether it is sleep or positive discipline, shoot me an email, kelsey at nestedsleep.com. I would love to hear from you guys. Hope you have a great April. Hopefully maybe some good spring break plans in there for you guys and keep in touch.